You're listening to KYMN Radio, Real Radio, True Variety, bringing the Northfield, Minnesota area local news, high school sports, and great music since 1968. Jessica Paxton here, host of All Wheel Drive, weekdays 3 until 7 p.m. on 95 The One, featuring an eclectic mix of great music, live in-studio performances, and keeping you posted about cool gigs around town. Don't miss All Wheel Drive on 95.1 The One. Sunshine and 33 degrees on a Thursday morning. Joining us now, a special guest, we have uh, Steve Underdahl, the uh, Northfield Hospital and Clinics uh, Chairman and and, uh, President. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Let's talk about uh, vaccinations. It has been a uh, topic of a lot of people around the water cooler and everywhere. But uh, uh, from the standpoint of Northfield Hospital and Clinics, can you give us just uh, an update on how that's going? Well, it's going really well. I, 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 um, I, I must admit, uh, talking about vaccinations uh, has been uh, 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 much uh, more reinforcing than all the other COVID conversations we've been having for the last year. So, so I mean, it is truly a light at the end of the tunnel uh, phenomenon, um, and we're, we're really grateful to be part of this. We've really hit it pretty hard at Northfield Hospital and Clinics. We've tried to say yes to all of the vaccines that we can get, and we've put a lot of energy into trying to run um, smooth and effective vaccination clinics, and I think, I think we have. Uh, we're expected to be um, uh, providing our 9,000th uh, dose uh, at our clinic this Saturday, and we'll be at 10,000 doses uh, by the end of the month. Uh, so this is both first and second doses in various combinations. Uh, the math gets increasingly complex, but but we've uh, we've done a really nice job, I think. And 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 as you might know, we as we started with the oldest of our of our friends and neighbors in the community uh, it also happened you know when it was 10 below zero and and so we worked really hard at trying to make um the the availability of shots as convenient as we could and we parked their cars and we we had a lot of staff that was helpful for folks in their 80s and 90s uh to get in and get shots and as the ages have gotten uh, younger, it's it, the the logistics of the shot clinics get easier and easier. So we're actually able to do even more shots per clinic than we were at first. Yeah, I t- I tell you, I want to commend you on that uh, the the job the hospital has done. I've heard nothing but rave reviews. I know a few people who are, you know, in the age group that uh, was you know among the first that you served with that valet service, and they said the whole experience uh, could not have been uh, any better than it was. So uh, commend you on that, and also commend you. I'm looking at the uh, state's uh, website for their COVID nineteen response, and as far as providers go, local hospitals, Northfield is way above of any of the other local hospitals in the state and the numbers administered and also you're you're getting uh, you know 100 percent of those uh, vaccines uh into people right away so great job yeah thank you we've we've worked really really hard at this i've got some, i've got a couple of really key people one is our our director of operations uh jerry ean who's been um, you know, dedicated his life to uh, a COVID response for the last year, and and another colleague, uh, Andy Yurick, who is our safety and uh, security person, that they have really spent, and and a, and a 
you know, cast of thousands beyond them, but but they have spent much of their uh, time trying to make sure that that we could really hit it hard and get as many uh, of the folks in our service area vaccinated as we possibly can, because we see that as, you know, our, our fundamental mission at this point. Now, the state has uh, expanded the eligibility uh, to include people under 65 and also people with uh, specific health conditions. And I was uh, contacted just a uh, day before yesterday and I called back and got an appointment. Uh, they, they said they were ready for me. So tomorrow morning, I'll be uh, getting my, uh, my, my shot. But uh, it's, you'd mention it's uplifting that more and more people are, are going through this uh, right now. And I'm I'm one of the people that have uh, feel uplifted. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad you're on your way tomorrow too. So so, so you're right. The 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 uh, it, we keep sort of marching through the criteria, and the criteria are really set by the state. And uh, we also sort of prioritize. Then we sort of march down by age. So even as there's other criteria about um, uh, other health conditions and those kinds of things there's still a, a direct correlation in terms of morbidity and mortality to age. So even if somebody has, a, you know, another health condition, as an example, and could be vaccinated at a younger age, we will still start with the oldest people in that category because they're the most likely to, to be uh, vulnerable to serious illness. But these, you know, you, you might hear, you know, that it's hard to keep track of what all of that stuff means, and it is, you know, so there's basically a phase one and a phase two, but within phase one, there was 1A and 1B, within 1B, there was four, there's four tiers, and then there's 1C, and then basically phase two is is everybody, and I live in a certain amount of fear that somebody's going to ask me to recite those things from memory, uh, you know, out in public, because, and, and so it, it's no... Uh, uh, it, it, it's it, it's no wonder that that people are, are are a little bit confused about how this is happening, and then it's a little bit different state to state. So somebody has a sister-in-law that lives in Montana, and it's different in Montana. So there's all of that. We do we we think we do a pretty good job of keeping our website up to date that uh, lets people know where we're at and how that fits with the state criteria and what you can do if it's your turn to sign up or not. Uh, or if we'll be reaching out to you or not. So, so uh, uh, referring people to uh, uh, our website is a great place to start. And that uh, I want to also commend you on that because we've used that as a resource here at KYMN Radio as well. So you've done a great job of keeping people up to date with that information. You had mentioned uh, uh, about uh, more vaccines becoming available on the market. Is you know, and we've heard some national stories that this is becoming more and more. Are you are you getting a better supply chain of that in now? Is it moving in pretty quickly? You know, we've been we've been pretty fortunate from the beginning. That hasn't necessarily been the the experience of all of my CEO colleagues and similar size organizations. I think some of it for us is that we, you know we had a ultra a cold a freezer to use, and as you were mentioning earlier, we've been really really efficient about getting it. You know, so um, I, I think it helps us get in line for more. Um, but the supply has become more predictable. Um, which was the the challenge early on is that you'd get some and it was kind of a surprise when you got it and then you had to uh, you know uh, 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 it, pull together a clinic really really quickly and so now we're into a little bit more of a regular cadence because the supply 
uh, is uh, more uh, reliable. We're also, I think, scheduled to, in the relatively near future, get our first um, uh, doses of Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So, so far, we've, we've had either Pfizer or uh, Moderna, and um, the Pfizer vaccine is starting to uh, be distributed, and I think we will have uh, or the Johnson & Johnson, rather, is starting to be distributed, and I think we'll, we will get some of, of uh, a, a small amount, at least, uh, you know, probably in a week or so. And, and so that gives us yet another opportunity. So, so I think we're going to be on that trajectory, Jeff, of moving from um, a kind of halting, you know, fits and spurts, stops and starts to a much more regular cadence. And now we're, we're starting to run into, you know, lots of people have been vaccinated. So as we go through our lists, we're hearing from people, uh, thanks for calling, but, you know, we, we got ours, you know, two weeks ago or something like that, which is wonderful. Uh, but but I, I think we'll be uh, uh, able to, uh, you know, kind of continue not only moving at a quicker sp uh, pace, but then other distribution channels will open up too. So drugstores will be doing more and more vaccinations and other settings. So it won't rely just on on hospitals and public health agencies to do this, which I think will be great news. And let, let's talk about the uh, the mass vaccination. There's there's so many people now that are getting vaccinated and hope to be you know in March or sometime in April. At what point do we do we change? Uh, you know, uh, is it uh, can we stop wearing masks? Do we keep uh, washing our hands and keeping social distances? Uh, is that uh, do you see that changing anytime real soon? Well, I, I, I'd say two things. Mm -hmm. One is I think the, the trajectory that we're on is the be very best hope for getting back to a more normal life. Um, and I think, uh, you know, if we can stay on this trajectory, I think we will see more and more normalcy um, uh, creep, you know, into our, our, our sort of daily lives and what we can do together with family and out in public and all of that. The challenge right now is, until we get to that sort of critical mass of folks that are immunized. And I think it's immunization, not just people that have been sick. So there's a lot of people that have been sick who some who, who think, well, I had it already, so I'm good. And the emerging evidence seems to be that's not really true. You can get it again and you can pass it again. So we really need to get to that critical mass of folks that are immunized. And so in this interim time, it's really important to keep those 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 basic precautions in in place about wearing masks, uh, keeping distance, uh, washing your hands, uh, don't share air with strangers. Uh, you know, all all of those things are still important. One of the things I'm actually a little worried about is, and we, you and I've talked about this off and on over the months, is that it, it we have these uh, sort of spikes of concern about COVID, and then once it gets a little better for a while, people are like seriously over it and want to just you know be done with it and and it's going to be really important i think over this next 60 days at least that people don't uh, drop their guard and don't start getting careless because this is really our opportunity to crush this as a population so i think one of the other things related to that is right now we've got a, we've got more people that want the vaccine than we're able to give it to at any on any given day but I think quickly we're going to move into a place where we've got uh, populations that are resistant to getting the vaccine for a variety of reasons. And we're going to have to really work on that uh, because, again, if it, to, to get to this sort of herd immunity state, um, it really requires getting the critical mass of people vaccinated. 
and um, the the vaccine hesitancy and vaccine resistance um, uh, groups that are out there are not a insubstantial group. Um, and um, you know, so I, I think that will be one of our our missions going forward is to begin to talk to that group as well. Uh, once again, Northfield Hospital uh, CEO uh, Steve Underdahl is with us. Uh, Steve, I want to move the conversation away from COVID. There's a couple of things while we have you on that I want to talk about. You have, yeah, I found out the other day that you have a new wound healing center, and I didn't didn't realize that was uh, in the works. Uh, what is that? What does it mean to, for uh, Northfield Hospital and the people in Northfield? Yeah, thanks for asking. This is actually really cool. Uh, the, the when we built the addition for the uh, uh, for the new birth center, it, it, you know, it's it's a two-story uh, um, uh, uh, building addition, and so we had some space underneath. And we've been talking about a wound program for a long time, but we really didn't have the space um, th- that was adequate for it. So, so this created this opportunity. Um, wound healing programs are really designed for folks who've had uh, very difficult to uh, manage or or heal wounds. Some of these go on for weeks and months and in certain cases, years. Um, and there's we, we partnered with a, um, a leader in wound care uh, technologies, a company called Helogix, and they have, uh, they're involved in about 600 um, uh, centers around the U.S. They treat about 300,000 or so patients every year. Um, and so we always, as an independent organization, we always look, to you know, who are the best and brightest partners we can have for these kinds of things? I, I was part of, at least tangentially, part of starting a, a, a wound program um, in in one of my previous assignments in another organization, and it was one of the most magnificent uh, things uh, that I was ever part of. You know, the, some of these folks who have been dealing with wounds that wouldn't heal for years can get really great results. So uh, there's a whole bunch of therapies, including uh, things like uh, hyperbaric chambers, which are these oxygen chambers, pressurized oxygen chambers that that help with wound healing. And uh, and so um, this is really, really a cool addition. It'll be, um, uh, I, I think we will see people from the region, um, uh, not just from Northfield, uh, looking for this service. Uh, you don't need a referral. You don't need to go see your family doctor first before you get here. You can go directly. You can just, you know, uh, call us at our regular numbers, or there's a direct, there's a direct number uh, into that center, which is 507-646-6900, and they can answer your questions about whether or not this is something that might work for you. But it is a, it is a really, uh, it, it's a really cool service. And boy, for the people who go, are going through that, wow, I, I couldn't even imagine having a wound that takes weeks or months or even years to heal. Boy, that's uh, good news for them. Hey, you'd mentioned the uh, birth center uh, and the construction. How's that gone? You had a big s- expansion to that. Is is all the construction done now? Is it is everything in place? Yes, actually it is. We just got finished. Uh, so we're, uh, you've been through construction projects before. They, they, they seem like uh, uh, they're slow to start and slow to finish, but this one is finished. We're doing final uh, uh, punch list and inspections um, uh, this week, and uh, then, then we're uh, completely uh, ready to go. So we added water birth suite and new labor and delivery rooms. We've it added new nursery uh, um, functions and a dedicated uh, 
C-section operating room that's right in the suite itself that sort of minimizes the the travel when you need it need to do that. Um, the the families and the folks that we've we've had in there uh, so far, even before it was completely uh, done, have just uh, just loved it. So you know we've got things like soaking tubs and baby sinks and a variety of things that are really sort of designed with the end user in mind. And so there, there's also kind of as the construction gets done, um, uh, we're do, you know one of the challenges is you know you can't have as many you can't have people come in and you know. Google at the new construction the way you would like like to normally. So mm-hmm. one of the things that we're, you know, we've had uh, some things on, on the website and some other ways that people can kind of see it without coming in. But we're also doing kind of a cool thing. Uh, here's we're having a baby parade on Facebook and Instagram. So people can uh, send in uh, photos of their babies that were born at the birth center. And we're going to have this parade, which is basically a slideshow, but it'll be um, – uh, uh, on April 1st. Uh, so um, we're, we're thinking we will have, uh, uh, you know, kind of an overdose of cuteness um, uh, associated with that. But uh, again, uh, it's it, not only is this project done, but as you might remember, Jeff, that, you know, this was a, a, a part of a larger project of expanding our clinic uh, footprint as well. So those two projects have been underway for a long time and and uh, and they're, they're both complete and and they both have really been great additions to the campus and one final thing before we let you go I, I saw that uh, you're uh, from the uh, board package the uh, hospital's uh, audit came in from from last year and we don't want you to go through the whole audit here that can be probably kind of dry for our listeners but well you, you're last year was such a strange year I'm sure you've never experienced anything like that uh, from a financial standpoint with uh, you know basically a shutdown and no services offered for a, a couple of months and uh, it's been a kind of a strange year how did how is everything, which I guess the bottom line, how did everything go from a financial standpoint? Uh, were, were you able to tap into enough government funding to make the whole operation, I don't know about profitable, but at least uh, uh, not a drain? Yeah, we were. Um, it, it was uh, a, a kind of nail-biting all year, as you might imagine. Uh, you know, we had a combination of all the things that you just mentioned, uh, shutting things down and starting them up. Uh, we, we were able to get... Uh, um, uh, some uh, CARES Act grants, which really helped supplement some of the, the the effort that we were putting into COVID, as well as the the services that we'd shut down. Um, had we not had that, it would have been a pretty ugly year. Um, honestly, this is kind of con- you know, so we 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 ended the year um, you know in in uh, in pretty good shape. And and the thing that that I think has been uh, I'm I'm always in. Uh, in gratitude to my predecessors here at Northfield Hospital and Clinics, that that over the years there has been a tradition of being financially conservative, um, and you know saving their money, and and so the, the 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 really helpful thing for us is that uh, you know we've created reserves over the years so that when something bad and weird happens. Um, you know, we have the ability to sort of ride those storms. And there are organizations that, that, that really don't have that kind of, uh, of, of safety net. And, and that's, so I'm, I'm really grateful for that. The, the, my, uh, my predecessors in this role and previous boards of directors, I, I, I owe them a, a great gratitude because it really helps us. Uh, and I think uh, 2021 is maybe not going to be quite as dramatic as 2020, but 
um, we're still spending, we're still having lower volumes because not everybody's ready to come back yet. We think we're starting to see that build again, where people I think feel safer and more secure coming back uh, to get services. Uh, but we're having, um, you know, a fair amount of, of COVID-related expenses running these clinics, all of those things. So the first six months of this year, I think, are, you know, going to be, um, uh, you know, financially belt-tightening kinds of uh, situations as well. But, um, again, we're in pretty good shape from a macro standpoint, and, uh, you know, 2020 um, uh, turned out pretty well, all, con- all things considered. Yeah, all right. Uh, Steve, is there anything else you'd like to mention while we have you on the air? You know, just my encouragement to our our uh, uh, fellow citizens. Uh, the, the the comment I made just a couple of minutes ago that that uh, we are so close to the end of this pandemic, but it's really important that we we kind of keep our guard up at least for this next sixty days, ninety days, to be able to keep doing those things that keep you and your family safe. I, I know it's I know it feels like an intrusion, and I know everybody's sick to death of it, but it can really make a difference. And if you can get it, when you get an opportunity to get a shot, get a shot. It doesn't matter what the, if it's Moderna or Johnson and Johnson or Pfizer, get the one you, that you can get. All right, Steve, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we certainly appreciate it and we'll uh, keep in touch and talk to you again in a few months or as needed. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Steve Underdahl, the uh, Northfield Hospital uh, President and Chief Executive Officer. Set your alarm for Saturday mornings on KYMN for the Raider Wrap. Join me, Jimmy LaRue, at 10 o'clock each Saturday as I talk with area coaches and gather insight to the ins and outs of high school sports and activities. A.J. Reister will bring you up to date with all the scores and highlights of the week, along with one-on-one interviews in our segment of Meet the Raider. It's all right here Saturday morning starting at 10 a.m. on KYMN 95.1, The One.